When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nick McArdle from Stan Sport does join us. So we're going to look back over the next uh, week and a half at some of the sports in 2023 and also look ahead to what to look out for in 2024. Nick McArdle joins us as we talk about rugby. G'day, Nick. Hello, Jules. Good to speak to you. Absolutely. Great to have you on the program. Now, we talk rugby in 2023 and we have to talk Eddie Jones. He's going to go and coach Japan. He denied it several times. What have you made of the whole soap opera, and what does it do for his reputation in Australian rugby? Well, I think it trashes his reputation. It's been disgraceful. It really has. From the moment that Tom Deeson from the Sydney Morning Herald revealed that uh, Eddie had had a an interview over Zoom for the Japanese job before the World Cup, so it was around about the time of that warm-up game against France in Paris, and, and there were continual denies from Eddie Jones from that point. Um, you also had Phil War, the CEO, and the then chairman, Hamish McLennan, uh, saying that they had no option but to take Eddie Jones on his word, and he'd obviously lied to them as well. Um, now, you know, he, he will say he didn't lie, that he, that he uh, told the truth. I think he probably danced around mm. uh, the truth. Um, and, and, you know, when you get down to semantics and, and what words were used, the intent... Uh, was to be dishonest and um, and he has trashed his reputation and it's really hard now for a lot of people who stood by Eddie Jones, particularly those now you know working in senior positions and Phil Ward, the CEO, is one of them. Um, you know that, that they actually played under Eddie Jones, had huge respect for him, and they've also seen what went on, and uh, and they have to really be hurt by it as well. It's it's been a disaster uh, for the game. And, I, you know, I don't normally deal in words like, you know, disaster mm. and disgrace. And, you know, the truth is always somewhere in between. Um, but this really has been a, a disgraceful couple of months um, from Eddie Jones. So he made some controversial calls with some highly respected players that he left out of the World Cup and then almost trashed their reputations a little bit uh, in the aftermath as well. Was there anything good that came out of this short reign from Eddie Jones? Any positive move that he made with a selection, with a young player, anything that we can take away that maybe in 24 months' time we go, well, he did expose this young player and, and that was a good decision? I think that that's probably where the only positives can come. And, you know, that has, in exposing some of those guys, I think, before their time, um, that may pay off down the track. It has certainly probably hurt us to an extent initially in in that some of those guys right now weren't actually up to it they might be in a few years time they've had a taste of what's to come so if you if you dig really hard for positives um that may be one of them and you know i want to talk probably about a guy like carter gordon who you know i I think will be better for the experience of of going away And, and it's not it's not their fault these guys were taken away were given the opportunity to play for their country at the world cup i mean who who puts their hand up and says no i'm not ready for that uh, of course, they want to take that opportunity, but but Carter Gordon was exposed in that he was the only uh, specialist ten in that squad, and he had so much 
uh, riding on him. I mean, they're, they're the guys. That, the guy in the ten jersey is the guy who pulls the strings for the team, and uh, and it just it came too early for him. I think he's going to be an outstanding player, and it's a massive year for him in Super Rugby to see how he bounces back from uh, what is what was a really tough time in France, and and I think he will bounce back, and I think he'll be better for it. So it is hard to find positives in Australian rugby, particularly around the Wallabies in 2023. But who did have a good year in Australian rugby? Well, there are a few guys, um, and, and Mark Nwanganituwasi is one of them now. Anybody who follows the game, yes. they're going to go, um, isn't he the guy yes. <laughs> who's signed with Rugby League this week? And yes, he is. Um, and, and that's why that signing and, and that defection to Rugby League um, was so disappointing, because he was an absolute out-and-out superstar for uh, for New South Wales and for Australia in 2023. I hope that, uh, that he will be back for the next World Cup, he's left the door open for that. And, and he's been really classy this week in saying that, you know, this decision for him wasn't, it's not about trashing rugby union. It's not about the experience that he had. It's no, it's no commentary on the experience that he had in rugby union. He just wants to, uh, to try his, his uh, luck at, at rugby league and, and will be paid very handsomely for it. Um, so he had a really good year. Disappointed to see him go. Uh, Angus Bell is another guy who fought through persistent injury and then put some matches together at the back end of the season through the test uh, the test scene here in Australia and then into um, into the World Cup. He was outstanding. He is one of the players to watch in the future, potential Wallaby captain. And I've also had a thought about Phil War, I think, as well. And, and yeah. as an administrator, um, a lot of people couldn't really understand. They thought that, well, and, and in a sense, he was a captain's pick by... Uh, by Hamish McLennan as chairman, uh, they go back a long way. And Phil War being a former player, a lot of people looked at that and thought, oh, hang on, what's he really achieved in business? You know, has he got the grounding for this? I think he's done really well since he started. He's he's betrayed himself well in the media. He's had, uh, you know, all, all the all the face time that is really required from a new CEO. And and uh, I think that he's got. Uh, potentially a, a big future as a as a really good administrator in the game, which is important considering yep. where the game is at the moment. We're looking back on the year in rugby, and we're going to forecast 2024 in a second as well with Nick McArdle from Stan Sports. So when they put their head on the pillow at the end of 2023, who's who's going to have the biggest regrets about the, the year in rugby in 2023? <laughs> uh, do you know, I well... There's a couple of answers there. I think the game itself uh, really had a year to forget. And, and, you know, I guess we've been talking about that. But unfortunately, um, we are no better off. In fact, I think we are a lot worse off than we were a year ago. And and that's despite having had a, a disappointing spring tour. But I just had the feeling at that point that Dave Rennie had this team as coach heading in the right direction. He had the players completely on board for what he was trying to achieve. And, and they were, many of them were, were disappointed when, when he left, I, I think the game has regressed and it's a big rebuild from here. So, you know, the, the game itself is not feeling particularly good about itself at the moment. Um, and I, I also think that uh, he's, he's departed now, um, but Hamish McLennan as chairman and uh, he, he had big plans for the game um, and he had big plans, I think, for his involvement in the game as well. I, I think he had his eye on the vice chairman's role at World Rugby. So I, I don't think he'd be, despite what he said publicly, saying, you know, say la vie, basically, but he wouldn't be sleeping particularly well at night at the moment because you know, under under his watch, there were some really good things happened. Uh, we got the World Cup. 
Um, we set ourselves up for a, potentially a very lucrative Lions tour in 2025. But uh, unfortunately, his appointment of Eddie Jones uh, was was the death knell for him. He, he could not extract himself from that link between what was basically a captain's call and, uh, and, and the disaster that ensued. Okay, Nick, let's put 2023 behind us. It was not a yes, good one. And let's cool. move on. Let's put the positive pants on. It's 2024. What, what is on the plate for the Wallabies in 2024? And uh, just give us a couple of uh, things we really should be looking forward to uh, come next year when it comes to Australian rugby. Well, um, those who love the game and are rusted on, um, they they are pretty bulletproof when it comes to you know the disasters that uh, that we've experienced. You know they will continue to love the game and, and love the players. Um, we've got a lot to look forward to with Wales coming out mid year. There's also a test, as I understand it, against uh, against Fiji. So you know too much improved nations, particularly Fiji. If we can make an impact as a as a country against those nations in those test matches, I think we're heading in the right direction. Um, and then we've got the, the rugby championship against South Africa, New Zealand and Argentina. Big ask against those countries, uh, although New Zealand are in a, a bit of a rebuild. And then off to a spring tour. So it's a really packed schedule in 24 ahead of the British and Irish Lions coming down in 25. So it's really important that Australia as a, as a rugby nation gets back on track because beating the British and Irish Lions is a huge ask but we at least want to be ultra-competitive because that's what that series deserves in a couple of years' time. But in terms of individuals, and I know that you're sitting there in Melbourne, and I know that the Melbourne Rebels continually struggle for airtime, but there's a lot of reasons to watch the Melbourne Rebels go around this year. I mentioned Carter Gordon. I think he will bounce back uh, in a big way and, and, and have a big role to play for the Rebels. But you guys have got one of the most exciting players, not only in Australia, but in world rugby heading your way this year in Taniela Tupo. So he has parted company with the Reds. He's going to the Rebels where he's got a couple of really good mates from the Wallabies who, who play down there. And, uh, and he will be a superstar. Put him on the back of buses, get him in front of cameras because he's just a character of the game. And if anyone can get uh, Melbourne talking about the Melbourne Rebels it's Taniela Tupo so looking forward to seeing him in action and there's a young kid sitting in New South Wales as well who was taken to the World Cup got injured uh, and unfortunately we didn't get to see much of him but Max Jorgensen he's uh, he's 19 maybe he's turned 20 but he's uh, he's still a teenager I think and he is going to be a superstar of, uh, of Australian rugby his dad was a wallaby and also a rugby league player he's part of this this uh, struggle between league and union for talent. Uh, but at the moment, he's sticking with rugby union and, uh, and he's something special. So there's a, there's a good story going around with him. There's a few good stories going around in Australian rugby at the moment. Good. We look forward to 2024. We can't wait for 11.59pm on the December 31 from a rugby point of view. <laughs> let's put this year behind us and let's move on to 2024. We look forward to all the coverage on Stan Sport uh, next year. Nick, thanks for your time. Have a great Christmas and New Year and we look forward to speaking to you again in 2024. Good on you, Jules. Great to speak. Um, best wishes to you and your family and to, to everyone who loves rugby in Melbourne. Go well.